everybody. So we are so excited. We are here to uh, do our annual quarterly uh, preview that we do uh, of the upcoming uh, winter season. And uh, it's this interesting mashup of Oscar, Oscar movies and a lot of not so good January movies. Uh, and my friend David Healy is here with me to, uh, to give our thoughts. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about these movies. Well, most of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it should be really fun. I'm in to this uh, list, and we do have a review that we just recorded for The Disaster Artist, uh, so if you want to check that out also. And uh, But let's get started. The first film that we're going to talk about is Call Me By Your Name. We talked about this in the fall preview because it it's... You know, it's always hard with these sort of limited releases, knowing exactly when they'll really get a release. But uh, yeah, so call me by your name, Army Hammer, Timothy Chalamet. What do you, you feel about this movie? Yeah, this is um, when we did our last preview. The first time I had seen the trailer was like the day before we did our podcast, so I didn't have a good feel for it. But I've been seeing the trailer more and more, especially in my a local art house theater mm -hmm. and every time I see it I'm more excited for this film like I literally as I'm sitting watching this trailer like it gives me chills I don't know what it is about it because it doesn't give away too much but just something is very intriguing about it to me yeah um, I've been hearing great things about uh Timothy I don't know how to say his last name yeah Shalomet uh, or something yeah, yeah. so um, I'm really excited for it to finally come to my city. Me too. I think it looks really good. I think it, it looks uh, uh, it looks like a really good story, compelling romance, uh, and it it doesn't look like it's a message movie or or anything like that. I, I think it it uh, I don't know if it'll be as good as like Moonlight, but uh, I think uh, it looks like a good movie. It does. Yeah. Um... I'm I'm very intrigued to see the chemistry between these two characters because it, it definitely comes across in the trailers. So yeah. um, and that's just a small fraction of what the movie is. So yeah, um, and it looks beautiful. I like the I think it's set in Italy. It looks very uh, very pretty and uh, um, well shot. I, I've always liked uh, Army Hammer, even if he's uh, had some unfortunate roles that he's picked. I still usually like him as an actor, even in the Lone Ranger, which I didn't like. <laughs> Forgot He's, about that one. Thanks for reminding. I, I think he wishes everyone would forget about that one. <laughs> but this one is just getting started, and this is currently in theaters uh, this weekend, I think. It is. Yeah, I, I hadn't even I hadn't even heard of this, and one Me of my too. coworkers a few days ago was uh, talking about it. So I looked up the trailer and I was like, oh, this is coming out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, one thing is really interesting is that Hollywood has, I think in the last three or four years has really come to realize that there is this solid market of senior citizens that go to see movies a lot. And I think because the tickets prices are less for them, it's something to do. And uh, there's all, all usually, I don't know, four or five movies at least that uh that tailor to that demographic and are are made usually they're good pretty good movies but that are specifically i think made for that demographic to be entertained to them and something like the marigold hotel movies or 
you know, say things like that, you know, that are really, uh, with the other one on like Las Vegas or, um, going out in style, you know, you have these uh, stories and, uh, this certainly looks like it's in that camp. It's got, um, uh, Morgan Freeman, Tom Lee Jones, Angela Bassett and Renee Russo in it. So it's good cast. I don't know. what do you think of the trailer? Um, I thought it seemed interesting, not necessarily my type of movie. Um, yeah, just for those who haven't seen the trailer, it's basically about these two guys in a retirement home yeah. uh, that have a feud, and one of them thinks that the mafia is coming after him. Uh, so it's supposed to be a comedy. It doesn't have a very good Rotten Tomatoes score. Um, it has an 11% on Rotten Ooh. Tomatoes. Ooh. Yeah, so that doesn't make me too optimistic about it. I don't know. It looked kind of sitcom-y to me, but it looked fun enough. It didn't look terrible, but but it, it does have that great cast. So uh, that that may have been part of that impression from the trailer. This one is uh, The Shape of Water. And uh, this is Gilman Toro's uh, film. And he is a auteur for sure. And uh, it has Sally Hawkins and... Uh, and Michael Shannon, uh, and uh, this, I'm not sure if I'm going to see this movie. I'm still debating because this is a, from everybody I know who's seen it, says it's a hard R content, that there's a lot of nudity, that there's a lot of violence, that it's pretty bloody and graphic and whatever, but I really want to, so I'm not what to do, because it looks really good, and I do like uh, Guillermo del Toro movies that I've seen. I haven't seen all of his movies, obviously. Um, but uh, anyway, so I'm I'm debating, and uh, I'll, you'll have to just wait and see what I decide. But but anyway, uh, it does look beautiful and haunting, and the music looks great. And I love Sally Hawkins so much, and I love Michael Shannon so much. And it's it's basically about this. Um, this mute woman who becomes like a janitor basically for this strange, like strange facility that has this creature. And uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you think about this? Um, well, I, I'm cautiously optimistic. I mean, more and more I'm getting rid of the cautiousness and more optimistic. Mm -hmm. uh, but at first I felt like, okay, this is something that we've kind of seen this type of story before, even, mm -hmm. even, similarities to like E.T. in a stretchy way, but um, I think it looks really good. Um, it's kind of a Frankenstein-y kind of story. Yeah, yeah that too. Uh, Sally Hawkins, she's never let me down, really. Um, but I did see a Red Band trailer. I'm not sure if you've seen that. Um, I, I don't know. Okay. Well, it, it's not like most red band trailers. Um, really, the only reason I could think of it having a red band was because there's a little bit of blood in it. Um, somebody loses some fingers in it. So, um, but it gave away so much. Mm. Like, why are they putting so much in the trailer compared to the other trailers that I see constantly? That's this, frustrating. Yeah, this one gave away so much. So. If you want to know a lot about the movie before you see it, go check that out. If you don't, avoid it. <laughs> okay, good. That's good. This one is Wonder Wheel. This is Woody Allen film with Kate Winslet. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I actually like a lot of Woody Allen films uh, that, I don't know, like I actually saw as one of my blind spots this year. I finally saw the movie Manhattan. 
And I, I, I kind of went into it with low expectations because I was like, oh, this will be kind of annoying or whatever. And I actually liked it a lot. I thought it was super funny. I was laughing and, uh, and it was, it was kind of like, I don't know, the eighties version of like making fun of hipsters. And that's what made me laugh. And, <laughs> and it was beautifully shot. And I love midnight in Paris. And I, I just, this is one of my like favorite movies probably in the last 10 years. I love it. And so I, I'm, and I love blue Jasmine. I just, I do really like a, a lot of Woody Allen films, but then there's a lot that are like, eh. And this one, I, I just haven't really heard anybody say anything good about. So I, that makes me feel like it's probably going to be a Matt one, but we'll see. I, I don't know. I, what do you think? Yeah. I, I, I like Woody Allen. Like you purple rose of Cairo is another one of my favorite. Mm. Um, but this does have pretty mixed reviews and Kate Winslet has shown that she doesn't always know how to choose them. So yeah. <laughs> I, I am cautiously optimistic on this one as well. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll definitely go check it out and yeah. see if it's good or not. Hopefully yeah. If you like the, um, the, uh, what, is it, what do you call it? The, uh, it'll be the, they could have a wonder collection for 2017 it's the year of wonder right. um, there's wonder wonder woman wonder wheel uh, the magnificent wonder what is that professor marston and whatever wonder there's <laughs> and, uh, one shoot was the other one with uh julianne moore wonder wonderstruck oh yeah yeah wonderstruck that's right yep. <laughs> very wonder well wonder uh anyway so okay yeah so we'll see Next up, we have I, Tanya, and this will, I think this will be a good movie, and I'm, ex I'm excited to see it. I, I do have some mixed feelings about it, because I guess I, I, I've always loved ice skating my whole life, and, like, that whole thing was just, like, I was so, like, immersed in the whole thing when it happened, and it was very, like, honestly kind of traumatizing for me as a young girl, like, like, seeing Nancy getting, getting, taken down like that. It was very upsetting and kind of bothers me a little bit that like Tanya gets a movie before Nancy. Nancy was the victim, you know, like she was the one that had her gold medal basically like stolen from her. And I mean, she ended up getting a silver medal, but, and that was amazing. And she's amazing. And I don't know. I just feel like, why are we telling the villain story and not the hero's story? She's the one that was, was that her dream like she was she worked so hard to become you know to be ready and she would have I think no question won the gold medal if this hadn't have happened and uh so I don't know that's the only part of it that I'm like um but it looks really good Margot Robbie looks really good I've heard nothing but good things so I'm sure it'll be really good and I just have to get over that yeah uh you do have to get over <laughs> <laughs> yeah there when I think about my elementary school years and I think about news stories, number one thing's OJ Simpson. Yeah. But second to that is definitely the Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding stuff. Like, like you, I was wrapped up in this story. Yeah. It was happening. So I've been wanting them to do something with this story, make it a TV show, make it a movie. So we're finally getting it. Um, and I actually do see why they're not doing straightforward Nancy Kerrigan centered movie because we know what we're getting with that. With Tanya Harding, especially in the style they're going with this, 
Um, it looks like it's going to be bonkers and unpredictable. Uh, it just looks like it's going to be a fun and entertaining movie that a Nancy Kerrigan-centric story might not have been. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. I hope that I, I hope that she gets her, like, I hope that Nancy does get her, like, Disney sports movie kind of movie. I hope that she gets something because she deserves her it. Miracle. But, but yeah, you're, it's true. This does seem more unpredictable, more different. And uh, I just, I just feel like sometimes we, we tell the stories of villains to see how they're going to like pull off stuff like the triple, uh, uh, the triple axle. Um, Cause even now there's only like, I think four or five women in the world who can do a triple axle. So how are they going to make that look good? And well, I, can you, um, I can tell you what they did. I don't know if you've heard it. Uh-uh. Um, like apparently the director was talking to somebody. He's like, okay, so who are we going to get to be the stunt double to do the triple axle? And they said, well, we're not going to find anybody to do that. We can't. There's not enough people that can do it. Yeah. So they had to. They had to use CGI. Oh, did they? Interesting. But I mean, they show it in the trailer, and it looks, it looks realistic to me. So mm. I don't have any complaints. Yeah. Also, I was going to add. Um, Allison Janney's getting a lot of Oscar buzz for this role that she has as Tanya Harding's mother. What do you think about that? I think she looks great. Like mm-hmm. I'm excited to see her character. Yeah, she looks really good, and I love Allison Janney so much, so so much. So that would be very exciting. Uh, you'd have both because I love Juno. It's one of my like favorite movies. I love it, and and uh, you'd have both of the parents in Juno with Oscars. That would be very exciting. <laughs> Uh, if you like the young people, I'm so dating myself, but they really don't understand like how immersive that whole thing was and how like, it's, it's not, it's just not the same now as when you have like tons of channels and you have tons of, I mean, and, and, and things like OJ and, uh, and the Nancy Kerrigan thing, it, it, it was just so like, it was on entertainment. It was on sports. It was on news. It was on, uh, you had the president commenting on the instrument. Like it just was so immersive. There's nothing like that now. No, it's, it's true. Yeah. I've, I've tried to explain to my friends, like the phenomenon of the OJ Simpson trial. Yeah. (laughs) Younger friends and they just don't, they can't comprehend it. Cause we all know where we were when that uh, car chase was going. I mean, like turned it on at school like it was that like it's just like (laughs) you talked about it at school on tvs at school yeah and we'll see we'll see what happens but that's my only i'm like nancy needs a movie too (laughs) one day and i don't think nancy cares at all about that so um okay so anyway let's talk about the big one this is very exciting it's my shirt you can't see it very well. But uh, we're talking about Star Wars The Last Jedi. And I am so excited. So excited. I'm so nervous because I love The Force Awakens. I love it. It's my favorite Star Wars movie. I just think it was so entertaining and so great. And I know that other people hate on it. I don't care. I loved it. And, uh, and I am so nervous about like, what's going to happen? And uh, I'm so excited what's going to happen to Ray, what's going to happen to Finn, what's going to, I'm like seeing the Porgs and 
Ray and Kylo and everything, and I can't wait. I'm so excited. What are you? Are you excited? Yeah, I'm excited. Um, Force Awakens was was very good. Um, the only thing is like, and and I'm kind of mixed about this. The trailers uh-huh. don't really give away much. I know that's what's making me so like ah. Yeah. That that makes me happy because I'll go in pretty blind and yeah. it will be a, a full experience for me. But at the same time, it's like, okay, w- why should I care about this other than it's just Star Wars, you know? Yeah, it's fair. It's fair for the trailers to be as good as the Force Awakens trailers. That was just so epic, you know. And Chewie come home, and well, Chewie were home, and all of that was just like amazing. But but I don't know, like having. Uh, Ray like reaching out to Kylo and you teach me what you know and it's like what what is that another thing that kind of bugs me about the trailers is how frequently they show Carrie Fisher it feels like they're trying to maximize Mm. on the fact that she's passed away and just remind us oh guess who's in this movie Carrie Fisher (laughs) that's fair that's fair I'm very curious to see how they're going to uh, write her off you know what they're going to yeah. do and i am very nervous about luke I, I just i'm like i don't really want him to be like he has to be somewhat bad like he knows everything that's been happening and he's stayed away like there has to be some kind of maybe not bad but like he has to be at least somewhat cynical let's at least about it and uh and you hear him saying, like, I know, the one thing I do know is the Jedi should be no more. I'm like, whoa, what's going to happen? Yeah. And I I don't know. I'm just so, and, like, my friends on Twitter, like, are teasing me a lot. Because they know that I'm super anxious and nervous about this and excited. Because they're like, what if, like, BB-8 gets ripped in two? And I'm like, I hate you. And you suck. <laughs> so they're teasing me about these worst case scenarios. And because uh, I love BB-8 so much, I'm a huge fan. And yeah, I don't know. I'm so excited for this movie. Probably too much, and I need to like temper it because I, I don't. It's a recipe for disappointment <laughs> to be so excited. <laughs> so, but, so are you gonna go to a Thursday night showing of it? I was going to go, but my uh, my friend got me these super hard to find tickets. Uh, for this um, Tabernacle Choir Christmas concert. And uh, like they had like 120,000 uh, uh, requests and only had 60,000 tickets. <laughs> so they're really hard to find these tickets and, and it's that night. So I think I might go to the concert and then go to like a midnight screening or something. We'll see how I feel. But, uh, but I will definitely be seeing it on Friday, if not Thursday. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I have I haven't made plans to see it yet, but some of our theaters are going to be showing it so frequently. Like one of my theaters, I look, they have times going as late as one a.m. and as early as six a.m. on Friday. I'm like, yeah, wow, it's dedication. <laughs> and I guess the other thing that makes me a little bit anxious is I was not a big fan of Rogue One. It's not horrible, but I was pretty disappointed to be honest. I didn't think it really worked, and so that makes me a little little a little nervous too you know it's like oh i didn't like the last one but i, I just i everything i've seen from ryan johnson everything has been smooth everything's gone well so i'm 
just really, really hopeful that it'll be good. But yeah, I, I definitely will be seeing Star Wars in under a week's time. Yeah. Talk about Ferdinand. And so this, I love the studio Blue Sky. I've actually liked all of their movies, except for some of the Ice Age sequels. But all of their original movies I've really liked or, or enjoyed on some level. So I don't think this, I don't think this movie will be, I think this movie will be fine, but the, the marketing has been terrible. The trailers have been really bad. I, I agree with you. Uh, yeah. The trailer that shows John Cena, like it actually shows him talking. He almost seems embarrassed. Yeah. Um, so that's not a great sign, but yeah, I, I think it will be okay. I don't think yeah. I'll hate it, but yeah. I certainly won't love it. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of a shark tale. It, well, it, it, the story is very, like, we've seen it a million times yeah. with the character who can't, like, fit in, who thinks, you know, it's like your Ratatouille story, or, you know, which I don't have a problem with, uh, with those kind of tropes. If it's executed well, I don't care. Uh, but uh, these trailers have not <laughs> given me confidence on the execution. <laughs> Next is Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. And this is supposedly a sequel. But I think it's kind of its own thing. And I'm not super attached to the original. Are you super attached to the original? I wouldn't say I'm super attached to it. I liked it. I watched it quite a few times as a kid. But it's not like one of my highest regarded childhood movies. You know? Right. Agreed. That's, I mean, I, I forget what year it came out. But I, I think I was in middle school or high school. So I think it was like around 95. Yeah. So I was like in eighth grade. So, uh, when it came out and uh, so I'm not like super attached to it, but it's cute. And this looks like it's going to be a very different tone from that movie. That movie is more like a fantasy ish kind of movie. And this, uh, uh, this looks more like a comedy. Yeah. Um, it definitely has more comedic elements from what I can see. Um, it's taking a very different direction from the original, which makes me, feel like it should just be a reboot and not a sequel Um, yeah yeah and you know it's a video game and they have these teenagers that are in that are that are transferred over in the video game to uh being these being the rock and kevin hart and josh uh jack black and karen gillum who i don't get karen gillum i i i I don't understand how she's a thing because i think she's pretty bad in Everything I've seen her, <laughs> don't understand. But uh, hopefully, uh, she will. I mean, oh my gosh, this year she was in the circle. She was so bad in that movie. Woo. Um, okay, so, <laughs> but it's gotten. This has gotten surprisingly good reviews. Yeah. So that kind of makes last me. Last I saw, I had an eighty-two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, which was definitely like when we do our predictions on Film Freaks. I don't think any of us had it that high for sure. <laughs> But I mean, that's pretty early on. Next we have The Greatest Showman. And uh, full disclosure, I've already seen this in a, uh, in a very early screening. Uh, but I can't really talk about tons of it. But I, re- I enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, this has the same uh, music uh, people uh, behind it, composers, whatever, that did La La Land. I like the fact that this movie is a family film. How often do you get a live action, like drama ish kind of movie that is PG 
that's for families. The whole family can go really enjoy it. It has an old fashioned quality to it in that way. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Um, actually the PG rating has me a little nervous to mm. be honest, because I don't want it to be like too dumbed down and for kids and cheesy, which has been a little bit of a fear of mine. Um, like I want more Moulin Rouge than I, I don't know a good comparison <laughs> extreme, but yeah, I mean it's definitely it's made for families. It's not made for kids. I wouldn't say that concern. It's definitely not Moulin Rouge, but uh, but I don't know. It's just kind of refreshing to me, like that okay. that you have a from my perspective. I think it's really cool that it's PG, but I can see your your side as well. So. Uh, you know, it, it, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. It's an interesting choice that they made, I think. And it, there are definitely spots where they could have definitely made it more adult. And I appreciated the fact that they held back and personally. But uh, yeah, I'm curious to see what, uh, what people will think of it and if they will like it. Uh, and um, Hugh Jackman is great. I definitely see him getting nominated and uh, definitely some of the songs. Uh, as far as like weaknesses for me, I think that, uh, that not all the singing is great. And that's just, unfortunately, the world we live in with musicals. One is Pitch Perfect 3. <sighs> this movie, I'm so sad because I don't have that many comedies that I like. And uh, I love the first Pitch Perfect. I think it is so funny. I just I love all of the songs. Talk about getting good singers. They actually did get good singers in, in the first one. And I love it. And the second one uh, is good. And then the third, this looks terrible to me. And I'm so annoyed. Like, why did they have to do this? And the story looks terrible. The, like, why are they, like, jumping from a boat with, like, fire and, like, oh. Yeah. yeah. I'm... It seems like they're going for more of an action movie with this one, which is kind of a turn left for this, but I don't know. Like like you, I didn't care for the second one. It wasn't anywhere close to as good as the first. So I hope they had a good reason to make this third one instead of just to make money. Yeah. Like, it's so dumb. Like, if you wanted to make a third Pitch Perfect movie, like, it's so obvious. You just have a reality competition where they where they all get together again to enter the reality, you know, the American Idol kind of competition. They get together, they enter the competition, you have jokes and fun stuff and whatever, and that's good. Why are they like an action movie? What the heck? Oh, and like when the first Pitch Perfect movie, like honestly, Fat Amy was an empowering character and she was awesome because she was so like confident and so like comfortable with who she was and and hilarious and and now it's just like a million fat jokes and it's not funny and it's not she's she she's become like just a super lame character and that bums me out too because I, I i loved her character in the first one i thought she was awesome yeah i agree um i really i'm hoping that the scenery change will make it fresh at least but um Otherwise, I'm, I'm not super optimistic about this. Downsizing, this is Matt Damon, Christoph Waltz, and director Alexander Payne, and Kristen Wiig's in it. And 
uh, I'm actually pretty excited about this. I think it looks fun. And we have a ton of movies opening up for Christmas this year. Like last year, it feels like we only had a couple. There was like, I don't know. But now we have uh, like one, two, three, four, five, six. I mean, there's a ton. Anyway, there's a lot. And I like Alexander Payne very much. I love The Descendants. I think that movie's amazing. Um, and Nebraska's really good. I mean, he's just a really good writer and he's a really good filmmaker. And this looks kind of an intriguing idea of like to solve overpopulation. They, they create this whole downsizing world. I, the only thing I'm like a little bit un, unsure of is I, I don't really know where the conflict is going to come from because uh, I don't know, just like where they got, so you have this, you have this intriguing setup for this world and they're small and where I'm just curious where the conflict is. And I am not high on Christoph Waltz. I know everybody else loves him, but like I haven't seen these Tarantino movies and I've seen so many bad performances from him. And uh, so if he's the conflict, it uh, makes me a little nervous, but that's the only thing, but I trust Alexander Payne and I think it'll be a cool movie. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I disagree with you about Christoph Waltz. Um, I think he's a very good actor and I haven't seen him in a role that I did think he was good in. Um, but yeah, I, I like that they're not showing the conflict because I've seen, I've seen this trailer so frequently. Like they started showing this trailer like six months ago and I've seen it so much that I'm getting tired of it. But the, the one silver lining is that I don't really know what the plot is. First yeah. I know the setup. Right. Right. So, um, so that's a good sign. And like Nebraska was one of my favorite movies in 2013. So um, I like Alexander Payne. The Descendants was great. Um, so I, I think there's no way that I dislike this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be, uh, it'll be good. So I'm excited. Hopefully it will be good. Um, okay, so next, Father Figures. This is a comedy with Owen Wilson uh, and Ed Helms trying to find out who their father is. Uh, the mom, their mom is Glenn Close, and this is just not my kind of movie. It didn't look funny to me or good to me. I don't know. Right. I mean, this type of movie has high variance for me, so I really don't know if I'll like it or not. Um, more often than not, this type of movie I've not appreciated recently, um, but I'll give it a chance. Mm -hmm. um, I don't have the reservations with movies that you do. So raunchy comedies, I can appreciate them. Yeah. Um, and I watched the Red Band trailer for this and it definitely is not a Rachel movie. <laughs> um, we have The Post and this is a, a big Oscar movie. Uh, Steven Spielberg, Meryl Streep uh, plays this woman who, real life uh, woman who uh, the, um, uh, ran the Washington Post and there was like this uh, scandal or whatever. And with these documents that she procured and I don't know uh, exactly. I can't tell everything from the, the trailer, I guess, but um, uh, Tom Hanks is in it. I mean, I have not loved Steven Spielberg's last bunch of movies. I did not like Bridge of Spies like everybody else. I, I did, I didn't love the BFG. It's fine, but I didn't love it. Um, I'm trying to think, but he's Steven Spielberg. Of course, I'm going to be excited about Steven Spielberg movie, 
And I mean, I, I do worry that this will be a little bit like uh, Spotlight Light, because <laughs> I loved Spotlight. I thought it was amazing. Uh, but it's certainly a very relevant movie, and I'm excited. I think it'll be really good. Steven Spielberg. Yeah. I do too. It's uh, it's interesting. This apparently is the first time Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks are in a movie together. Yeah, that is surprising. Would have thought it would have happened sooner. Um, I am a big Tom Hanks fan. He's my favorite actor, mm-hmm. so I'll like pretty much he's, anything. Yeah, and he's I great. Like, I like Steven Spielberg. He's one of my favorite directors. The movies you named, I did like them. I didn't love them, but I liked them. Um, so I, th- I think there's no way I dislike this movie. Um, I'm not as big of a Meryl Streep fan as a lot of people. When I see her in movies, I see her acting. I see her as Meryl Streep playing a character. I don't buy into the characters that she plays. And I know that's controversial to say. How dare you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I can understand what you mean. I, I feel like she... Um, she's a master at like accents and really getting to a, a role. But yeah, I, I feel like especially uh, I, I, the some of the the roles in the last like ten years have been more like that. Uh, in the you're checking in like the the eighties and nineties, whatever. I don't feel that way as much, but I feel as she's become older, that's more the case. Um, but uh, I mean, I, I don't. I'm trying to think of a Meryl Streep movie that I have loved uh, since, but the last one I can really. I mean, she's always fine. She's always good to me. But um, the last one that I really loved was Julie and Julia. I love her in that movie, and I love that movie. Um, and uh, but I just love Julie Child so much, and I love Nora Ephron so much, the writer director. Um, anyway, so but yeah, I can see what you're saying. Um, but evidently she's amazing. I, I, if you're betting, I, I can't imagine her not getting nominated for it. True. She's a lock for that. But yeah, I, when I see her characters, I think it, it must be the role she's chosen lately, but just watching the trailers, even it reads to me as Saturday Night Live character. Mm. Like seeing her. <laughs> That's pretty harsh. <laughs> yeah. Iron Lady, um, Doubt. Julia and Julia. Um, she, what was the one where she was an opera singer? Oh yeah, Florence Foster Jenkins. Yes, all these, all of these roles. Like you watch the trailers, and it's like, okay, here's the Saturday Live character. <laughs> it's not that funny. <laughs> we, um, we will agree to disagree on Julia and Julia, but uh, but I say all that, but I do think the post will be good, and I'll appreciate it. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, yeah. I, I hope it'll be good. I hope it's not boring, like, in my opinion, the last two Steven Spielberg movies have been a little oh. Um, so, okay. So, the next is Hostiles. And I had not heard of this movie until you put it on this list. I had not seen it, this trailer. I had not... It's interesting to me. Uh, and I, I'm surprised it's not getting more... I'm surprised I hadn't heard of it. Uh, yeah. It looks like a pretty good Western, and yeah, I don't know. It's just I, I'm confused by the lack of buzz, if that's a bad sign or whatever. But uh, Christian Bale, Rosamund Pike are in it, but I thought it looked pretty good. Yeah, it does look pretty good. It has a good cast. I've heard a little bit of Oscar buzz for Christian Bale. It's pretty early. I don't, I don't know if this has been released anywhere, like limited. Um, uh-huh. So... 
maybe there's a reason that it's not getting a lot of buzz yet and it might in the future um but yeah i think it looks pretty good it's an interesting take on um this type of film western with the native americans um so i'm excited to see it yeah yeah it looked it looked sweeping and uh, i mean westerns aren't like my favorite genre but it looked like a pretty good one so okay uh, so then we have all the money in the world, and this has gotten tons of news coverage, of course, because they scandal with Kevin Spacey. We've got Christopher Plummer in there, which I'm a, I love Christopher Plummer. So that's, uh, <laughs> I'm just saying on Twitter, I'm like, can we just have that as an option in every movie? Are you switching Christopre Plummer? <laughs> and then how Letterbox is so funny. Someone put up a list of the best Kevin. <laughs> Spacey movies, and they're all Christopher Plummer movies. <laughs> 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 that was really funny. <laughs> um, so this movie is all about the kidnapping of the Getty heir and uh, all that that happened. I kind of wish it wasn't Mark Wahlberg. I mean, he can be good, but he's not my like—he's not my favorite actor. But I guess it'll be fine. Uh, and Michelle Williams is in it. And I'm just very curious to see how they pull this off, this last minute switch. It's pretty, pretty interesting. And uh, it looks good. Ridley Scott, yeah. Yeah, I think it looks good. It's interesting. The first time I saw the trailer for this was in the movie theater. And it was after it had already been announced that Christopher Plummer would be replacing Kevin Spacey. So I'm watching the trailer, and then at the very end, you see Kevin Spacey as yeah. uh, uh, J. Paul Getty. And I'm like, wait, this is weird. Why are they showing this trailer? He's not in the movie. Yeah, I saw that trailer too, uh, yeah. before the scandal it started. Okay. So I saw it, and they're like, and Kevin Spacey. It was like this right. big, and big build up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oops. Um, <laughs> the new trailer, I think, looks. It looks very exciting, very action-packed, uh, very dramatic. I think yeah. it looks great, to be honest. Yeah. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Um, and I read an interview with Ridley Scott that he did a couple weeks ago, like right as they were trying to wrap this new shoot that they had going on. And he was not worried at all. Like the interviewer kept saying, like, so are you – are you nervous about trying to get everything? Oh, no. No, not a big deal. <laughs> thought about pushing back the release? No, we don't need to push back. I just, guess he's so, not in the movie that much. I mean, he couldn't be. Probably not. Must yeah. not be. Wouldn't it be crazy, though, if Kevin, if um, Christopher Plummer got nominated? <laughs> that would be so crazy. I mean, I, I kind of wonder if, like, because at first I'm thinking they really didn't have to do that. I feel like the the... I feel like the audience that this movie appeals to are mature enough to understand the situation and be like, okay, I, I don't feel like there's that many people that would not see it because of Kevin Spacey, especially with like it being a dime a dozen these days announced, you know, these, whatever these scandals um, that uh, I, I just feel like the mo for the most part, the people that will see this movie are like mature enough to understand. And so like, for for the additional costs, I can't imagine it really being worth it. But now it's gotten all of this conversation and all of this buzz and all of this whatever. And so it was like, was it actually smart on that 
are people, people are talking about the movie. So I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, I do disagree with you. I think that um, people would probably try to boycott this movie. I mean, society's so boycott happy these days. <laughs> That's true. So I have no doubt that we would have been hearing people say, hey, don't go see this movie. And it wouldn't have been on our mouths as much as it has been. Yeah, that's true, for sure. So I, I think it, it has done a lot for the film and I think it will definitely make more money as a result. Um, also another funny thing that I forgot about from the Ridley Scott interview was um, the interviewer asked, so, so did you call up Kevin Spacey and tell him about him being replaced? And Ridley Scott says, no, I didn't call him. He didn't call me, so. (laughs) 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 We have coming up after that, we have Molly's Game. And uh, here's my unpopular opinion you have about Meryl Streep. I'm not an Aaron Sorkin, much of an Aaron Sorkin fan. I think his dialogue is great, but I think his characters are are often very one note for me. I... I don't know. I bet everybody else just loves him, but I, I feel like he usually has like the rich guy. He has the, the, I don't know the, I just feel like he has these just sort of archetypes and they're not that like interesting. And he could, uh, something like the, um, what was the last one that he did that everybody uh, like Steve jobs for me, a uh, great performance. And it's, it has good dialogue. He's great at dialogue, but I felt like Steve jobs was a very one note character. I felt like he was just this like jerk rich guy. And I felt the same way about Mark Zuckerberg and social network. I, I just, I don't feel like he creates sort of a nuanced, interesting character for me. And so when I heard that he was both writing and directing this, I wasn't excited like other people were, um, but I certainly uh, was open to it. And I thought the first trailer was eh, not great, but then I thought this trailer, second trailer was much better. And I think it'll be a pretty good movie. Uh, Jessica Justine is certainly a great actress. Idris Elba, Kevin Costner, great cast. And, uh, I don't know. I just, I worry that she'll be a pretty one note character. She'll be just this, I don't know, tough, tough, uh, chick, you know, that runs this, this, uh, poker game and whatever. And that there won't be sort of a deeper layer to her. And cause I haven't seen that very much from him. So that's my unpopular opinion, but I hope it'll be good. I think it will be good. Uh, it has good actors. And, uh, so there you go. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. Um, I just watching the trailer; it hasn't really captivated me like I would hope it would. Um, and I've seen the trailer for Vox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but Jessica Chastain, she's one of my favorite actresses of this decade, so that's a good sign for me. Um, but she doesn't always have the best roles. I yeah. think she she does the best she can with her roles. Um, so I'm interested to see how how this will turn out. All of my friends are excited about it, um, so I'm kind of the only one that's like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're not high on the Molly's game train. At least I'm not the only one. Um, I don't think it'll be awful. Like I don't think any of these movies are awful. I just don't think they're like amazing. Like like feels like everybody else does. Just because I feel like his characters could be a little bit richer. We have Phantom Thread. And this 
is something I, I think that most film fans are kind of pretty excited about this. I mean, it's a uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. Who's amazing. It's got Daniel day Lewis last role and they're they're They've done great things in the past. There will be blood. Amazing. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's just I think on that level alone, it's hard to kind of turn down. I feel. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> No, Daniel Day-Lewis, he's great. Like, he's never bad. Um, he's getting Oscar buzz for this role. Of course. Um, it doesn't captivate me, the trailer for it. Um, yeah, the trailer wasn't great. I, I I'll see, give you that. I could see myself getting sleepy in the theater while watching this. It, it certainly doesn't seem to have the same caliber as There Will Be Blood. Like, um, it doesn't have the stakes. And it's hard for me to say that just based on the trailer, but I can't imagine it being anywhere close to as good as the movie. No. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, agreed. Even if I don't. Yeah, so now we're getting into the uh, the January. Now we're getting to January. It's a little more of a mixed bag, I think. They have uh, Insidious, the last key. I have not seen an Insidious movie. Uh, my brother really likes, uh, at least, I, I think he likes the franchise pretty good. Uh, so anyway, uh, what do you think about, I did watch the trailer though. It looked pretty scary. Um, what did you think about, or what are you excited about Insidious? Yeah. Um, well, let's see, that's, that's a leading question there. What am I excited about? Because it's not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen all the Insidious movies. Um almost out of obligation. When I start a franchise, I usually like to try to finish, follow through with it. Um, I don't think they're very scary movies. In fact, you could probably handle it more than most scary movies. Um, <laughs> I, well, they're PG-13, aren't they? I don't I think know. so. Yeah, they probably are, because I can't yeah. imagine. They, they, they're always good for a couple of scares, but not that much. I think it's a pretty overrated franchise. Mm -hmm. Um so I'm not sure how I feel about this new one. Like I'll I'll watch it. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, January. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, what else am I gonna watch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think it might be okay, just based on the trailer. The trailer looks fine for. Fine. Paddington Two. I get to see it next Wednesday, and I am so excited. I am so in love with the first Paddington. I love it. I think it is one of the, I'm not exaggerating, it's not hyperbole. In my opinion, it is one of the best family films in the last 10 years. I just love it. I think it is so sweet and has such heart. And I love Sally Hawkins in it. And I love Hugh Bonneville in it. And, and so I was nervous, of course, when they, you know, sequel to something you really love. And uh, I've heard nothing but just rave reviews about this sequel from my friends over the pond in the UK. They love it. I'm so excited to see it on Wednesday. And I don't know. I just love it. So there you go. Yeah. So my friends, uh, every week we go see a movie together. And I remember when Paddington was coming out, we had a Tuesday movie night schedule. Nobody else showed up, though. So I was in the theater alone with all of these kids. And I'm like, crap, I hate seeing movies alone. 
but it was actually a really great experience just hearing all the kids laugh like yeah. the sincere laughter from these little kids it's so funny and, yeah i thought the movie was so good so good right? yeah. it's so good <laughs> the perfect family film and i have lots of friends who haven't seen it i'm like really should watch it you really should it's so good and i i had it in my top 10 that year it was like 2015 or 14 i can't remember but in my top 10 and i wouldn't be surprised if i have tiny to do in my top 10 i would not if it's as good as what i'm hearing and you know it all i i'm still debating because i now i'll see it in 2017 it was released in europe in 2017 should i put it on my 2017 list or should i put it in 2018 oh, it's 2018 2018. You have your best and worst 2018. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I'm just so excited. Hugh Grant, oh, added to the cast. Oh, yay. Have coming up on the 12th at The Commuter. This is one of our Liam Neeson action thrillers. Uh, Vera Farmiga. I think this looks pretty good. I thought the trailer was good. It kind of reminded me of, um, oh, what's that movie called with Jake Gyllenhaal on the train? Oh, yeah. Um, I can't think of the name. They reminded me of it. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but it looked pretty good. Did you think, what did you think? Yeah. I, lately, I've not been a big Liam Neeson fan. I, I don't watch the Taken films. They don't really intrigue me. He's just become like this type of Cliche, character. yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think it works in this. Like, this actually does look intriguing to me. Like, it has a pretty interesting premise and they don't give enough information so mm -hmm. the trailer does its job it it teases me enough that i want to go see the movie and see what this is about and i like vera Farmiga a lot so that's yeah. a that's a good pull for me yeah agreed agreed uh so i mean i think it'll just be hopefully it'll just be solid and he yeah. kind of has has sort of cornered january too and actually kind of sort of become a thing every year we get a Liam Neeson action thriller in January <laughs> um, yeah okay so let's see I've lost my split okay then we have Proud Mary um this uh Taraji P Henson I think that this uh, the thing that makes me nervous about this is I feel like if it was a good movie they would have it in in December they'd be trying to promote this as like an Oscar performance, whatever. Um, but the fact that it's in January, I don't know. That actually concerns me. Uh, it, I'm sure she'll be good. She's a great actress. But it kind of looked like just sort of a version of Atomic Blonde in the trailer to me. You're not the first person I've heard say that too. Um, so I, yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, it also kind of feels similar to Red Sparrow coming up with Jennifer Oh, yeah, Moore. yeah, yeah. Um, so it's great that, like, women are, like, getting these action roles like this, but I don't know. I'm, I'm not convinced that this will be a great movie. Did you get a chance to see either of the animated ones that I added to the list? Yeah, I watched trailers. Oh, great. Okay. So Mary and the Witch's Flower. Um, this is by uh, Hiromoso Yonobayashi is the director's name. And he was the director of uh, When Marnie Was There and The Secret World of Arietti. And I love both of those films. And uh, this is really exciting for the animation world because this is the first film from this new studio called Studio Ponoc, P-O-N-O-C. 
And uh, it, it, they've got a lot of the people from Studio Ghibli to, uh, which is an anime company that, uh, that I love. And uh, they got a lot of people, once that closed down, into this new company, Studio Ponic. And it kind of feels to me like uh, uh, a, uh, a Kiki's, Kiki's Delivery Service meets Harry Potter. There's like this magical school. And I, I guess full disclosure, I have seen it. Uh, and uh, it's, it's just a really, the animation is gorgeous. It's really fun. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to see it on the big screen. Okay. Yeah. I'm, is this considered anime? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I thought so. I'm not a big anime person, so I'm not the best person to give input on this. Um, it looks fine. Like, I guess it's an interesting story. Um, the animation just isn't what I prefer. You know? Sure. Fair enough. Okay. We have 12 Strong. This is about, like, the the army, I think, that in their first invasion, I guess, of, uh, of Afghanistan, right, like, right after uh, 9-11. And uh, it's got Chris Hemsworth and Michael Shannon. I love Michael Shannon so much. Uh, and uh, I love Chris Hemsworth, although his standalone movies, Away from Thor, have not been very good. And so I... I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I actually really liked, this kind of felt a little bit to me like uh, 13 hours, which I actually thought was kind of underrated. I, I enjoyed it. Um, so uh, yeah, I, uh, hopefully it'll be decent. Yeah, this is another like January type of movie that we've been getting for several years now. Yeah, that's um, true. War movie. Um, it does look, it looks all right to me. Um, it looks a bit cliche. Uh, which I hate to say that about this type of story where obviously these these guys did amazing things, but right, um, right. But I'm not sure that I would love it. Um, if I didn't have Movie Pass, I would definitely skip it. Right. I'll probably go see it. Next is The Maze Runner Death Cure. Um, this Dylan O'Brien and then the whole rest of the franchise, whatever people. I am not a fan of these YA dystopian franchises, to be honest. I'm not a big fan of Hunger Games. I'm not a big fan of, just not my thing. I just don't like them. I find them very cynical. Um, but I liked the first Maze Runner. I thought that it was actually smart and interesting. But then the second one, I was not a fan of. I thought it was exhausting and just, and it was my first time ever sitting in a D-box seat, which is the worst thing ever. And uh, so that might've tainted my viewing experience a little bit. But I just found it exhausting and just, I, I didn't like it. And so this one, I don't know, just doesn't look like my thing. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. I I do like the Maze Runner franchise. The first one is, is the best for yeah. sure. What I liked about the second one is that it was a completely different point of view. Like the whole, whole setting was very different than the first one. And I yeah. like that. I don't like when movies kind of blend together and you can't tell one apart from the other. But my concern is that this third one might be too similar to the second one. Um, and it won't. The better in here is Pirates of the Caribbean. We all love the first one. Yeah. And you had the second and the third one, which they're almost indistinguishable. Um, so I'm worried that that's how this is going to be. Um, 
but I'm hoping it's good. I'm glad they didn't stretch it out to four movies like a lot of these other franchises have decided to do. Let's split up the last book into two movies. Um, This is going to be the last movie, and I think that's a good sign. Yeah, that's true. I'm sure that it'll be good, and the fans of the franchise will like it. And I'm just not a fan of this kind of story. It's just not my thing. It's Peter Rabbit, and I... I am so frustrated with this movie. The trailers are just atrocious. And how can you take this sweet little story about, about, uh, <laughs> about Peter Rabbit, you know, stealing from the, the farmer and Mr. McGregor and learning, you know, not to be bad. And you turn it into this, like, there's like a party scene and they're like, they're like part, like party animals. And like, it looked, it looked, terrible and I'm so frustrated it's like I don't know I just it's just frustrating because it's just this sweet little story and why did you have to do this to my childhood <laughs> just I I hated this trailer so much and I I just it's just not like it's it's a sweet gentle story about you know for children to teach them to not be bad and why are we like having this rage or like with over at Mr. McGregor's house like I'm not a fan. Yeah, I see. I'm not as familiar with Peter Rabbit um, outside of this movie, so I couldn't tell you anything about Peter Rabbit. I've just heard the name. But um, so coming from that perspective, I actually don't think this looks bad. Um, especially, I saw a new trailer for it last night when I went to see Coco um, that I hadn't seen before, and I thought this one gave a lot more. Uh, the story um so i think it looks good i like donald gleason a lot so i'm excited to see to me to me this looks like a alvin and chipmunks movie i i I, my my comment on it is this movie can die (laughs) i really am grumpy about this movie i just i'm not a fan but hopefully maybe it'll be a big surprise who knows maybe it could be the next paddington it could it could. I actually wasn't that big a fan of the first Paddington trailer, so you never know. But I just, I mean, how is he in this party? I, that's the thing. Like, this party, I just was like... Well, don't get fixated <sighs> on one thing when you watch it, Rachel. Don't let that one thing run the He's just supposed to be, like, stealing carrots. Um, okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> All right, so the next one, this was the other indie uh, trailer that I sent you. I'm pretty sure that this will be in the in the running for uh, an Oscar nomination if they if they go indie um, for these uh, for this anim- best animation. It's called The Big Bad Fox and Other Tales. What do you think? Do you think that looks cute? Yeah, I think this looked uh, more intriguing than the uh, the other movie. This mm-hmm. has a more unique animation style that you don't always see. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it was it's hard for me to pick up on everything because i mean it's in french French. yeah yeah it's in french and the subtitles were just going by so quickly it's very fast-paced um humor fast-paced shots in the trailer so it's hard for me to catch everything um but i could see it being pretty good i'd probably check this one out yeah i don't know if they'll have it uh dubbed in the uh when they release it uh i don't think we've gotten a dubbed trailer yet but uh it may be dubbed i'm not sure but, uh, but anyway, yeah, it looks really fun to me. It's by the same people who did a movie called Ernest and Celestine, which is a really sweet little 
movie. And so, uh, yeah, I think it'll be fun. So, all right. Okay. So next we have Black Panther and this Chadwick Boseman, Michael B. Jordan, Lupita Nyong'o, directed by Ryan Coogler. Uh, I think honestly, if you're not excited about this movie, then you probably just don't like Marvel movies because this, I mean, this looks awesome in my opinion. I, a great cast, amazing cast, great director who's just been amazing. And I, I, I think it looks, looks great. I, I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, I agree with, with pretty much everything you're saying. Like the, the cast is really good in this. So um, there's no way that this will be a bad movie. The only thing for me is that of the Marvel heroes that we've had, most of them, or pretty much all of them, have like some charm and humor to them. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen that from Black Panther based on Civil War. And yeah, that's fair. Trailers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to see this character have some lighthearted moments and make make them more personable. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess I could just kind of take that as a given that yeah, it'll have it'll be funny because that's just the way all the Marvel movies are. Yeah, but I I want the Black Panther character. I want Chadwick mm-hmm. Chadwick Boseman to be funny. I don't want it to have to rely on all these side characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to care about his character, um, which I'm I'm pretty optimistic that I will, just based on history with Marvel, uh, at least the yeah. MCU. Um, so yeah, I'm sure I'll really like this movie. Yeah, and it it really will mean something to a lot of people, just like Wonder Woman meant a lot to a lot of people, including myself, uh, to have a female uh, you know superhero movie. It meant a lot, and that's not the only reason I like it love it uh but this will i think you know i think uh it matters you know to have an african-american superhero movie that's you know that's awesome that'll mean a lot to a lot of people i agree and they picked like some of the best actors that you could hope for in yeah in, uh, african-american superhero like deny guerrera lupita yeah um, so yeah i'm really excited about it yeah, just some of the best actors, period, like working today, uh, are in this movie. And like I said, just uh, Ryan Coogler is just amazing director. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited, and uh, it, it'll hopefully be really good. And it'll be very interesting to see how it um, feeds off of Civil War, but also uh, how it maybe leads into Infinity War a little bit. Right, I agree. One is Early Man. This is by the studio Ardman that do claymation historic prehistoric uh characters and uh eddie redmayne is the lead and uh i think this looks really funny yeah um it does look pretty good um the only thing is that i wish it would be more about early man and not about early man meets the next the civilized man oh yeah interesting concept um, but I feel like the title is a little misleading, but yeah, it looks, it looks like a cute movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. I hope so. I mean, I feel bad for Ardman because they make, I think great. I, I think they made a movie I disliked. They made really good movies. And for some reason they just like, I mean, Sean, the sheep movie was really charming and lovely and wonderful. And it made like, 
I don't know, something like $13 million. Like, I mean, just mean nothing in these, in the States. And I mean, they haven't had a hit in the States since, since, I don't know, since uh, Wallace and Gromit, like, and they keep making these really good movies. Like I love their pirates movie is so funny. I love uh, the, I love the Shaun the Sheep movie. I, I don't know, just making these great movies. And, and I sort of wonder if like, just stop motion is just not like a thing that's popular right now because uh, the Leica movies don't make, you know, it's a totally different type of style, but uh, you know, there's a more scary, but uh, the Leica movies don't make money that I mean, it's just like, do, do movies have to be in C in CG animation to, to make a lot of money? I don't know, but the Ardman movies don't make very much money. And I don't know. It's just a, it's just weird. It's a shame to me because I don't know that stop motion is the issue. Maybe that contributes to it, but I have a feeling that um, we'll see the Isle of Dogs make a lot of money. Mm. Um, that's it. I mean, it's a little different. It's not clay, claymation, I guess. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. Uh, is Samson, this is Rutger Hauer and Billy Zane in it. And I don't know, certain sandals movies have been pretty bad lately. And I don't know, this looked pretty bad to me. Personally, it kind of, I mean, it's not going to be like Gods of Egypt bad, but it looked pretty bad to me. Yeah. I, I see where you're coming from, but I think it could have, it could have looked worse. <laughs> um, Fair enough. <laughs> when I saw that this was, um, a biblical movie. I watched the trailer. But when when I first saw it, the trailer in theaters, I didn't know what it was, and I quickly realized, oh, this is the story of Samson, and it looks pretty professionally made. It's not by um, some independent studio that has a pretty low budget. I mean, it might be, but yeah, um, I think it looks intriguing. I, they don't show too much in the trailer. It's a pretty short trailer compared to most. Uh, I don't think it'll be awful though. Yeah, Maybe hopefully. I mean, I I didn't hate Ben Hur as much as most people did. It was I thought it was fine, but uh, uh, the I don't know. There's just been a lot of bad ones. So hopefully, this will be decent. Have uh, Annihilation, and this has Natalie Portman, and it's based on a novel, uh, and it's from the writer director of Ex Machina. And I thought it looked pretty fun. Sci-fi story. Yeah, I, I love Ex Machina. That was one of my favorite movies of 2015. Yeah, that was so really good. That was already a good sign for me, but the trailer is very intriguing yeah. for me. Like seeing the, the deer with the flowers and plants coming out of arms. It looks like a sci-fi uh, movie that hasn't been made, which is hard to come across. Mm -hmm. uh, because most sci-fi films are kind of derivative. Um, so I'm very optimistic about this. It, yeah. In fact, it's probably, it's close to being my, my most anticipated movie, at least for the first quarter of the year. It's More than Paddington 2? Um, <laughs> maybe, because I know what to expect with Paddington 2. Right, that's true. More intrigued by it. So, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah. Yeah, it looked, I had not heard heard of it. I didn't know anything about it. Watched the trailer and I thought it looked pretty cool. Most excited uh, are, I'm probably the most excited about 
Um, obviously, most excited about Paddington 2 and Star Wars, Last Jedi. Uh, probably my most excited, but then Black Panther, uh, Call Me By Your Name, and um, uh, probably also, I would say maybe, I don't know, I'm pretty excited about downsizing. I think that looks pretty good. Maybe those would be my top five, somewhere in there. Let's see, if I had to pick a top five, I would go with Call Me By Your Name. I, Tanya. Oh, yeah. Annihilation. Um, probably The Shape of Water. Mm. Okay, I'll say it's Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a bit, but yeah. not as uh, exciting. <laughs> I would probably include The Greatest Showman uh, as one of those five if I hadn't already seen it, but I'm still very excited, which I guess says something about how I felt about it, so. There you go. Um, so, yeah, so this has been really fun. I, I think we have got some good entertainment coming our way. Yeah, well, we might have to do an Oscar podcast, too. At some point. Yeah. yeah, we might have to. Uh, then, you know, we'll see. It'll be fun coming up with, like, our end-of-the-year lists and all that stuff is always fun. So, all right. Well, where can people, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at um, the David Healy. And I'm on Facebook in a group called Film Freaks. It's um, facebook.com slash film freaks group. Great. Awesome. Well, you can find me at Smiling LDS on social media and, and at, here at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and on YouTube. And so check that out. And uh, thanks so much for joining me. This was really fun. We have, I, I really love doing these. Yeah, I've, I've enjoyed it as well. Yeah. We didn't spend as much time together as we did with our last. Podcast. I know. <laughs> I mean, make sure you check out our, our fall wrap up. That was, uh, we had some technical difficulties, but I don't think you can tell listening. So, uh, and I hope that everybody can enjoy that. Cause I, I, I think it turned out real, real fun. So. Yep. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we will talk soon. Bye.